everybody in the house get nuts. It's another uh, week of podcasting uh, with me, Pastor Josh, and mm, Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt. Yeah, I appreciate you, sir. Well, thank you. I think you're quite the human being. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I say that because I interrupted you during our um, council meeting tonight. <laughs> so you you deserve all the praise. Oh, I, I don't remember this, but... Um, yes, you do, because you gave me the side-eye Bombay glance, <laughs> and I got scared. Well, that is a thing. Yes. But it, if you also know the Bombays, we move on and forget pretty fast. Well, that's true, but I don't. And I remember your, I think it was your dad or your mom gave, no, it was your dad, gave your mom a side glide, a side eye glance one time when he was sitting on a demon-possessed man at a camp. His arms were folded and he was just basically like looking at your mom like, Wendy, we just got to deal with this guy. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, those are those are stories for another day. OVPC. OVPC, shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Anyway. Anywho. So uh, this week's conversation goes directly into our new series, What Would Jesus Do? or WWJD. Oh, did you just come up with that on the spot? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. We pretty much made reference that this was from the 90s. 90s. Yeah. And uh, and ultimately, you know, we have things we had to, to deal with then. Everyone had a WWJD bracelet. Uh, but what we talked about on the weekend was mostly around leading like Jesus, but not becoming a leader um, in the sense of you have to run a successful Fortune 500 company. Uh, it's more, how do you lead yourself as Jesus led himself in terms of rest and getting away to recuperate and ultimately hear from God? So that's what we're talking about tonight. Any thoughts on that? Yes. If you'd like to hear uh, my thoughts, you can go back to our message on Sunday yes. and re-listen. Love it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We're here sitting at your table. <laughs> right. It's 8.14 yeah. on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And, and you need rest. What do you got for the people? Well, no, I think... Okay, so I, I've been thinking more about it after our conversation on Sunday. And I think the one thing that I think we have to be open and honest about is how easy it is to get caught up in the busyness of life. Hmm. Now, I'm going to sound really Christian. Well, you are. Okay. But I'm going to sound really 90s Christian right okay. now. Okay. And, you know, there was a saying, and I don't, I don't have the saying perfect, but it was something along the lines of, um, if the devil wants to destroy the church... Yeah. And destroy its people. Yeah. All he has to do is convince them that they're busy. Yeah. Right? I've heard that. You remember yes, that? Yes, like yes. that that I saying remember. of if you think you're busy, 
then you're not focusing on the things that you should be focusing on. Right. And, and so how many conversations have we had over the years where, Hey man, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so busy. Mm -hmm. Like that's a calling card to success. I'm busy. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm a big deal because mm-hmm. I got a lot on the go. Mm-hmm. And it, it occurred to me today as someone was asking me, hey, I haven't hung out with you for a while. And my go-to response was, oh, man, it's just because we've been so busy. Yes. Yeah. See, I think lots of times the busy thing, um, I get it because... I feel like lots of times I don't have a minute to stop and rest. Um, so, so I get the busy thing. But the funny thing was, and, and, and track with me here, we just, I, I actually have a coworker. This is what he says on, on calls. He goes, put on your imagination cap with me. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I just like that line. But um, track with me here. We just are in the middle of or coming out, I'm not sure where we're at in this whole pandemic thing, but people actually had time to stop and do nothing and think about their lives. And instead, what did they lose? They lose. What did they do? They full on lost their minds and started, you know, going after each other on social media. So, is the issue the busyness or is the issue that we busy ourselves so that we don't actually have to confront ourselves? Whoa. Think like, no, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good question because I actually think that there were those who during the pandemic, during this pandemic, not the, cause I guess it's still continuing, right. did take self inventory. Yeah. Right. So we have seen people maybe walk away from churches. Yeah. We've seen more people deconstructing faith. Yeah. We've seen marriages collapse. We've seen marriages get stronger. Yeah. We've seen families get closer together because there's more time together. We've seen working from home go up. Right. And yet people's um, productivity go up. But we've also seen greater mental health issues. Right. And and the list goes on and on of the good and the bad. And I do think part of the busyness of life allows us not to focus on ourselves, mm. the good, the bad, the ugly. It also allows us to have that excuse to maybe not take care of things we're supposed to right. um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever. Right. And through it all, you know, where you landed or where you're landing right now even is so different for anybody and everybody because one person took it really well and one person hasn't. And right. and, and I think, though, the commonality through it all is even in a pandemic, we're busy. Even in our lives, we're busy. We're yeah. so busy. We're always, because we fill those gaps with other things. Yeah. And the irony of the whole thing is that Jesus was saying and was doing yeah. intentionally filling 
gaps with space for Jesus, for, for God. You know what I mean? Like he was yes. actually creating intentional space for God in the busy, the busyness of his life. Yeah. So the crazy thing about this is that I read a book a few years ago called The End of Absence by a guy named Michael Harris. He's um, uh, not a Christian author. He's a freelance writer for the Globe and Mail out of Vancouver, I think it is. And the book, the it was the craziest thing because everything we're talking about, like the stuff that you and I might have taken for granted after growing up in church for years, like rest, the seventh day he rested. Um, you know, take time to put things here or there, you know, make sure that you're finding time to be with the Lord, like have space. So he was saying in the book that he thinks that over the decades, especially in the last probably 150 years, we've progressed so much in terms of technological advancements, which is great. But he said, the tragedy is we have exchanged connectivity for the lack of absence in our lives. And he said, I don't think it's a fair trade because it's the absence that actually makes you a human being. Mm. So another guy, uh, it was a book called Irresistible, uh, I think his name is Adam Alter. He actually showed that that space that you have in a day that is not filled with anything is actually the space where you take on hobbies, you figure out who you are. And then he showed this track where from 19 or from 2005 to 2000, I think it was 18, how the little bit of space that you had. So, I mean, everybody goes to sleep. Everybody uh, goes to the bathroom. Everybody uh, works. Everybody, you know, does certain human things you don't. And the space that's left is what makes you human. Right. Like as an individual, and he showed how that actually reduced over time. And now, like I think it was 2018, there was literally just a wedge of time that made you a human being or that you took to be an individual. Right. So I think Jesus was on to something when he says, look, like spend some time away, be with God, be alone, create the absence because you need it to actually develop your relationship with God and figure out who you are. Yeah. I think, you know, even, even in our workplaces, like to just take time to think Mm. at home to, you know, it's, it's hard. Like we, we have a, a, a a daughter who is a very active and very loud and talks a lot and saucy. I love her. And she doesn't give you time to think. Right. Because she's just constantly going. And then by the time you get to the end of your day, you're mentally exhausted. You're physically exhausted. And I I know a lot of parents go through that. But if you continually go through your entire day, you have nothing left to give. I have nothing left to give my my spouse. I have nothing left to give my other children. And and so I think it it goes to this whole intentionality thing of... Taking time to be intentional, you know, in everything that yeah. we do, but but more specifically, in, in the gap moments, in those moments where it's okay not to fill your time up with watching YouTube or, yeah. or on your phone or on Facebook. I mean, oh, I don't know how people dealt with the Facebook, Instagram crash yesterday. Well, I'm, I'm sure some people went crazy, but like, that's me. 
uh, ask Carrie. Like, there's lots of times I'll have downtime. And what am I doing? I'm just scrolling or like yeah. watching YouTube or something else because it, like it doesn't demand anything from me. Right. And I can avoid a lot of the things in my life. Isn't that what Netflix was created for? Well, I mean, basically, like, hey, I've got two hours to kill. Yeah. Instead of reading or doing nothing or just spending, spending time, time with, time with God or people or going out for coffee, or, yeah, well, I'm gonna Netflix or I'm gonna YouTube, yeah. and go down the YouTube, you know, hole of despair, <laughs> and <laughs> like. It it's awful and it's true and and I guess my point was at the beginning of all this is that we all do it yeah and it's so easy to do because we become so accustomed to filling those voids yeah of space with something do do you think you made reference to this like a, a few weeks ago Jesus uh, in the garden getting ready to die and he says to the disciples like just stay here for a bit, keep watch, it'll be fine, and Peter falls asleep. Do you think that Peter was so busy doing that when he did stop for a minute, like, there was just a ton of exhaustion and he fell asleep? Well, okay. Let's go back to my daughter for a second. Right. Vale is so busy doing. Yeah. All day. Hard. She goes hard. Yeah. And I finally have to put her in her room, take away all the distractions, yeah. shut the lights off, and within five minutes, she's out. She's out cold. Yeah. I do think there's a combination of busy yeah. and doing, but I also think that our spiritual lives is actually work. It's hard work. Yeah. Praying is, I used to tell kids as a youth pastor, if, if you're, if you're struggling going to sleep at night, start to pray. Yeah. You'll fall asleep in five minutes because yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Reading your Bible is not the, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. No. And so there, there's takes a certain level of mental commitment, mental capacity, um, a certain ma- uh, level of passion and yeah. energy to do it. But oftentimes we're so busy all the rest of the time. That we have nothing left to give. to give. Yeah. And that includes our spiritual lives. Yeah. So now you can't give to your spiritual life. You can't give to your relational life with yeah. people. You can't give to your family life. You can't give, you can barely give to yourself in regards to any sort of, um, you know, downtime or, yeah. or mental relaxation or anything like that, unless it becomes highly intentional. Right. And I think my point is that most people live their lives what come what may. They they laissez faire. Yeah. They it's not an intentional and I'm not saying type A, believe me, I'm the opposite person of a type sure. A of highly organized. I don't I don't block out my day in, sure. in quadrants and blocks and time frames. But I do know that if I don't put certain things in my calendar, if I don't yeah. put certain reminders, if I don't do certain things, I'm not going to do it because I can fill that time up yeah. with something else. Do you, do you think the human condition is that the default is lazy? <laughs> like what's easy? Yeah, I don't think it's lazy. Okay, okay. I think it's what's easy. Right. We We are, I mean, everything we do is 
easy. Like we created drive-throughs. Yeah. Because people didn't want to go into a McDonald's because right. it was too slow. They didn't want to have to get out of their cars. Yeah. Right? We created drive-through ATMs because people didn't want to get out of their cars to go to a bank. Yeah. People complain when they get on an airplane and fly across a country in five or six hours. I know. How, this was a terrible flight. This was this. Is You're in a tube that Flying. took you across yeah. the country in hours crazy. instead of driving. But that's easier, yeah. right? And so I think the ease of... So we've made church. We've tried to make church easy. Right. We've tried to make church more accessible. People want easy websites to to navigate. People yeah. want um, ease of instructions. Um, and so we do that at church and, and even with your, your Bible reading, we, we, there's a Bible app that literally gives you plans and you can read and, and now (laughs) it even reads to you. I do it every morning. I I'll do like three or four chapters in the morning on the way to, on the way to work. And I think like the ease of use is good. Yeah. But like at the same time, it's like. And I think that's where I struggle with this whole, you know, busy thing. You know, what what are we actually doing? Because the thing is, like, I think people are highly motivated in the things that they enjoy or the things that, um, like, because everyone's making choices. Sure. So to be, to say things like, oh, you know, I don't have time for this. I don't have time. But it's not true. Yeah, you got time. Everyone's got the same 24 hours. You're just making different choices. Yeah, you're prioritizing um, things yeah. that are great importance to you yeah. and even you and me. You and I have completely different priorities on a certain amount of things. And yeah. I mean, are you checking your daily fantasy football rankings? I, I the, the food ball. The food ball. The food ball. No, I'm, right. I'm not because I don't even know who's the linebacker or who's a quarterback. So I don't care. Okay, but but are you uh, are you checking your crypto daily? I check it all the time. Come My on. wife tells me I'm addicted. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Um, and and so we have, but but you're right. Um, we all have enough time. If you took away, I was thinking about this today. Mm-hmm. If I took away my phone, yeah. Um, video games, yeah. Um, Netflix movies, TV, yeah. If I took away even those items in my life, uh, I would submit to you that there is more than an ample enough, ample amount of time mm-hmm. to spend 20 minutes reading my Bible and in prayer. Totally. <laughs> right? Totally. Oh, and then plus the six hours extra that I have. Do you have that um, the, weekly the, update? The tractor? Of- oh, yeah, yeah. I was down 12% last <laughs> right. week. I was pretty proud of that. Yeah. But it right? still came back like on average four hours a day. And yeah. you're like, yeah. You're like, what? what? Exactly. What do you mean four yeah. hours? That's crazy. And yet you you think that that's lost, not lost time, but it's, we, but it's then it's hard to come back with the excuse. Well, I didn't have enough time to yeah. read my Bible. I didn't have enough time to... Spend time with Jesus. I didn't have enough time to go yeah. for a walk and clear my mind. Or, well, you did. You just chose not to. Yes. And that's where I think the busy thing is. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing that people are busy. I think it's how they're how they're using it um, for whatever it is they want to accomplish in life. 
And when it comes to the spiritual components of our lives, it's like, well, yes, I do. I want to get closer to Jesus. Absolutely. Do I even for some of us, like, do I want to figure out what I actually believe? And yes, I think most people do. But the issue is, are they taking the time to do it? Because, you know, there's nothing, nothing that drives me more than when people who know nothing about something act like they know or they have studied enough to know something about that thing. Right. They speak as if they're professionals. Well, so one of the things that used to bother me, it still does bother me a little bit, is someone saying, well, I don't know if God is real or I don't, you know, I haven't heard from God or God doesn't, God doesn't feel the same as he did when I was, you know, 16 or God this and God that. And then I'll ask them questions like, okay, well, when's the last time you like put effort into reading your Bible? Right. When's the last time you spent any time in prayer other than uh, the, the prayer for a meal or your nighttime prayer with your kid? And, and when you start to delve into, are they putting any sort of investment into this? You find out that they're not. And then my, my, my follow-up was, and then how are you expecting to, to get anything? I mean, if talk about investing, like if, okay, well, well, let's briefly dive into crypto for a second. Right. Okay. If I want to make money in my crypto investments, I need to actually put money in first. Yes. I can't just sit there and go, okay. Let's go Bitcoin, let's go Ethereum, let's go Solana, make me money, and then me come back to you and go, Josh, how come how come I'm not making any money? Yeah. And you come back to me and say, Well, have you put any money in? Have you invested anything? Yeah. Well, no. So so investments must not be working. No, you just didn't put the time and the energy and the money in. And I think that's the the, the whole point of the conversation is that Jesus intentionally went out, got alone, shut off Netflix, <laughs> shut off YouTube, went for a walk, and invested time and energy yeah. into being refilled, replenished, renewed by his father, God, and then was able to come back and then give. And I think that's where that's where the, the the discrepancy is. Right. People are always wanting from God, wanting from Jesus, not investing that relationship um, capital in there. Right. And then feeling depleted, tired, worn out, and going, "Well, God doesn't care. God's not working. God's not this." And you're like, "Well, hold on a second. Like, not everything is just handed to you with a silver platter yeah. either." Yeah, and I think that's going to be the biggest hurdle for a lot of folks is the idea that, okay, well, it should come easy. And in yes, like it's about the ease of his yoke and his burden is light. And I, I, and I know it says all those things. By the way, when, when I was a kid, yeah. when I heard that uh, his burden, like he'll carry your yoke, yeah. what did you think of? Like I thought of egg. Yeah, I, like the I whole did. time I'm thinking, why would Jesus carry my? This eggs? is weird. This yeah. is weird, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of. We should have a podcast of weird, the weird things, weird things in church, or weird sayings like um, some of those Christmas songs, Ugh. where like cherubim and Ebenezer, Ebenezer, what is that? Seraphim. Anyways, sorry, sorry to get get you. Yoke, I don't even bird, remember. No, saying. no, yoke, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. so 
we sell Jesus like that. We're like, oh, he's, he's so, it's so easy. His grace is sufficient. And, and what we don't understand is like, it actually takes investment to get to that ease. It, it It's like anything else, right? Like um, when you look at a professional uh, sports person, <laughs> Wow. An wow. athlete. Wow. An athlete. I, I, I actually, I think it was a story that somebody told us about Tiger Woods. Like he, he went off the rails, was like doing cocaine off the backs of prostitutes or something. I don't know. But he, he ended up uh, playing at the Australian Open and they paid him $10 million. And they said to him, like people were like, why would you pay this guy $10 million? Like he's washed up. He's, he, you know, yeah. And the guy was like, well... I'm not paying him for this moment. It's all of the years of progress to get to this point that we pay for. And I mean, they made money off of that, which, which is fine. But I I think that's what people don't get about their spiritual lives is like, if if you want that, that lightness, if you want the, okay, like, you know, this is feeling good. You actually have to go through some of the hard work of getting to the point where you are established, and uh, and I know, and and in in a sense, like you've paid your dues almost to to get to this point. Yeah, like without like sounding old, you're not going to become you're not going to become Billy Graham. No, without putting the work in to become Billy Graham. But isn't that a little bit of the mentality though? A, a little bit today of. Like, I want to be where my parents are, the hard work that they put into even their careers or their jobs yeah. for 40 years. Well, I want to be there now when I'm 25 or I'm 30. And you haven't put the work in. You haven't put the effort in. And then you wonder, and then you kind of look around going, well, this sucks. Why Why haven't I been given this? Why am, why am I not there yet? Yeah. And I, I think people will hear us and say like, oh, they're talking about work. They're talking about work. They're talking about work. Like, it's, you know, what about grace? Metaphor. Well, it, it's kind of like I, I actually think like grace is freely given to oh, people. Sure. Yeah. So you can be a Christian, not see any any benefit from it whatsoever, because God's grace is scandalous in that sense. And like right. you can become a Christian and live that kind of life, and that's great. But really, where you'll get the benefits out of it is hey, this is a relationship that I need to be investing in. I need to put the hard work into this, understand who God is so that when I get through all of the craziness of my early days in faith, where like, I don't know if he's around. I don't know all of this stuff. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to provide over time. As you invest in the relationship, you just become secure in it and it becomes easy. Yeah. Like I never worry about, are we going to be, be able to pay our bills? Because I've gone through enough with God over the years where I'm like, well, I know he'll show up. I don't know how that's going to happen. But I know it's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a, a, a little off track here, but like there is a correlation between faith and works, right? Well, yeah. Like wor- works as in doing things for God, but also working, working at your relationship yes. with God and working towards God and becoming more like Jesus, like the works component. Yeah. Um, I, an author said one time that my faith will get me to heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But my works will bring heaven down. Oh, that's really good. Right? And it is good because my works, my, me, you know, that, what's that other really churchy saying? If you take one step towards God, 
Oh, well, it's... He'll take a thousand towards you. No, it's as we draw near to God, God oh, draws near. I know, but the, the, they, they elaborate one step. Step it out, baby. Right? And this idea that it's true. Like, yeah. when it comes to works, when it, when it comes to working towards our faith and working towards... When we do take a step towards God, he does come barreling at us. Oh, yeah. And the problem is that a lot of us aren't even taking the first step. Yep. Or we take the first step for two to three days or maybe a week at best. And then we get busy again. Yeah. And then we're like, Oh shoot. Right. I should be getting back on track here. And again, I think there's a certain normalcy to that. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that if we want to see change and if we want to make a difference in our own lives, then we have to be intentional about spending time with Jesus. And I heard somebody one time say, um, it's like a tithe. Don't give Jesus, and I, I don't know if I agree with this, but okay. it's an interesting okay. statement. Okay. Okay. Don't give Jesus the worst 10 minutes of your day. Yeah. Give Jesus your best, right? And so, so oftentimes we give Jesus the 10 minutes before bed. Yeah. And we're dozing and we're, you know, whatever. And I'm again, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is there anything the, worse or better than, sorry, is there anything better than falling asleep talking to God? I don't think that's a bad thing either. Right? <laughs> Sounds like, so creepy. <laughs> well, a little bit. Jesus, I love I just, you. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but uh, it is an interesting point. Like when we come, when we give our tithe, it's the first fruits. Yeah. Maybe we want to be giving God our, our peak time. So, you know, during our lunch break, we're, te- we're we are Just spending awareness. 15 minutes in the awareness. Of, yeah. So it's a thought. It's an interesting thing. No, I, I think the sentiment is good, right? Like it's why, why cheapen out certain things? Like, um, you know, I, I think people expect that, right? Like if you just give, gave tag in like, Hey girl, what's up? Here's my 10 minutes. Uh, what you want to do? Uh, why am I talking like that? <laughs> I don't know. This. Oh, when, okay. when you walk around in my mind, that's what you look at. Yo, girl, how you doing? So in my it, so far, the two accents you have yeah, that you talk are um, your southern. Like anytime you're making fun of uh, a well, communicator, make fun is a little extreme. Pat Chats line. Uh, okay, so anytime you're talking about some sort of public communicator, they always have a southern accent. Right. And then so far, I talk to my girl like I'm a 1960s crooner. No, 1960s. No. Like, hey. Uh, or like a 1980s, um, like, boys to men girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's how I see you. Okay. Yeah, that's how I see you. Girl, we going to get crazy. We're going to watch Netflix, like, and maybe drink a Diet Coke. Um, but all that to say, yes, we need to find rest. Yeah. But I think the ease of rest will come when you're actually investing in the right things. Yeah. I, I, I think that's true because when we do the things we're passionate about, yeah. when, we're, we're, when we're engaged in the things that we enjoy... And when, we're, and when we're engaged in things that we know will better us, mm-hmm. there's a certain level of rest, relaxation, yeah. joy, peace, all those things that come from it. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, there's not one time that I haven't spent with God where I haven't walked away and saying, wow, yeah. that was a complete waste of time. 
Like I, I've never had that. Yeah. The problem is it's like one of those, it's, it's like one of those things where you forget how good it is until you go back to it. Right. And then when you go back to it, you're like, Oh, why didn't I come back to this sooner? Yes. And then when you start to do it on the regular, it, it becomes just a wonderful addition to your life that is so beneficial, so crucial. Yeah. And and becomes something that you can't live without. Those are some good things to finish up on. I like that. Some things that you can't live without. So here's the challenge for you this week if you're here's listening the challenge. here's the challenge um just do it like and and what i mean is just take a little bit of your time this week not the time that you're gonna go to bed and you're you know in your boxer briefs or you know uh, halfway asleep and all that, or when you're waking up and you're thinking through your day, find the peak time for you that works the best, where you're the most aware. And just take a few minutes to actually stop and listen for God's voice. That is a door behind me creaking like Halloween. Yes. So, yeah, take some time, you know, 15 minutes for 15 days, 15 for 15. See what yeah. happens. See what happens. See what happens. I mean, you you have time to do all kinds of other things. The least you can do is just spend a few minutes talking to Jesus, resting and finding his voice. Won't he do it? In the things that matter. Okay, now you're getting weird. <laughs> No, I'm just tr- finishing off like Chuck Swindoll. Oh, okay. Most people don't know who that is. Okay. Um, Anyways, yeah. thanks for joining us this evening. Thank uh, you. Hope you have a wonderful week wherever you're listening from. We hope. We hope. And uh, join us next week. As we for Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Matt Bombay. Later. Later.